Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. of the Second City Hockey Podcast. We've got America's favorite Dave Melton across the airwaves. We've got Brandon uh, W. Kane and uh, myself, Brad Rapplinger, here to uh, bring you all of the hockey-based stuff. Um, gentlemen, how, uh, how, how, we, how, we, how we doing this, uh, this, fine, this fine evening? I'm moderately okay, Brandon. Same here, same here. <laughs> we're, we're uh we're i was gonna say we're all a little bit giddy because there's at least one sports team in this city that has their crap together and that is the bears um oh my gosh if the bears were terrible this would be an excruciatingly difficult show to record week in and week out but uh we we try to keep things as fun as we can do you think khalil mack can run the point on a power play <laughs> i don't know maybe I mean, Erlacher did skate that one time. He did. He skated with Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great. Say. Yeah, that that uh, wasn't that wasn't a stunt double. That was Brian Erlacher skating in that commercial with Vick. Dear John Steinmiller and whoever the PR person is for the Bears, uh, can we get skates on Khalil Mack, please? Okay, thanks. Um, I feel like really, if you that's had a, a Brandon or Brendan, um, who used to be the PR guy. For oh, me. Faber, Brandon. Yeah, Faber. yeah, yeah. He's he's running the show for the Bears, so really, it's not McDonough who's like bringing all the success. It's the PR people. If Clearly, you to, if you had to pick one guy from the Bears that could play hockey, who do you think it is? Ditka. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, take a, take no, a you, you know would, He might have played some ice. That that's possible. I would I would take Eddie Jackson. How those takeaways? Yes, please. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, the, so, he's the nick schmaltz of hot of uh the nfl so i was gonna say so is it yeah, like he actually has some balance to himself so you know yeah. right is but is it like a direct so what they do on the football field like would directly translate to what happens on the on the ice hmm. I, I was just hypothetically which player do you think has actually played hockey i was oh. gonna you know what i, I just remembered israel adonage is canadian if you remember he obviously oh. not in the bears anymore yeah he so, played for um, Winnipeg, Manitoba, 
SH yeah, I think so, yeah. You, yeah. you know what, Camille, Khalil Mack went to college in Buffalo, so he had to play hockey at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's he was from like, Florida. Yeah, he was, nothing a, he was a Division One college football player, but I'm sure he played some hockey on the side. Yeah, exactly. Again, there's nothing because there's nothing else to do in Buffalo in January um, other than shovel your driveway. Um, I would think Mitch, being a, an Ohio kid at some point, had to have thrown a pair of skates on and done the thing at some point, I would, I would assume. Oh, wait, I got it. Akeem Hicks went to college in Regina, it's Regina, Canada. That's who it was. There yeah. it is. At least that's like from fun. California, but he went to college in Canada. Yeah. So there you go. Akeem Hicks, your new seventh defenseman for the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we solved the problem. <laughs> he can be the seventh healthy one. Could you, you imagine a six foot five, three hundred thirty pound man leading the rush? Just put him in the slot and have him <laughs> stay. Just hey, stand here, don't move. <laughs> just gonna, you're just gonna take pucks all day, man. Uh, be a hell I, of a. I sport. hope they have him do shoot the puck in like the next week or so. That oh my god, yes, delightful. Yes, please. Yeah. You know Rizzo will be there at some point. Yeah. Riz man's got. Uh, no, he's getting traded. He's getting traded, guys. It's no. over. The, oh, Anthony oh, Rizzo dynasty. Yeah, Rizzo. No, no, it was Bryant. Sorry. It was Bryant. I was gonna say. No, was it Rizzo's Bryant? getting traded too. Blow up the whole shit. That's it. That's it's it. Over. <laughs> it was Welcome all. Welcome to 2012 hey, Black. Bryant, Bryant and Rizzo for Avi Garcia. Who says no? Oh my God. Uh, we we need talent. We need to put this thing back on the rails immediately before we start mentioning anything else. Hey, uh, one more thing. Oh, Chicago Sky with an excellent coaching hire today. I actually didn't see that. Why? I saw. I saw it. I just. I. I. When you mentioned it, I assumed the guy was named Brandon, just because you. Oh no! Right. I mean that probably wouldn't be a bad thing, right? Well, I'm. Hey, judging by the brand, yeah, I've got some evidence to the contrary. I was gonna say, Colladin was caught, you know, on his tablet, Google searching how many where to find Brandon. So so they hired James Wade, who was an assistant with Minnesota. So, Mm. any any relation to Dwayne? Um. If so, he looks like he's 50 pounds lighter than Dwayne. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take what we can get. No, uh, we, we were actually going to put this thing back on the rails. Give a shout-out to, uh, to, to our good friend um, Eric Lear with, uh, with Blackhawks Television uh, for uh, winning, the, uh, winning that Emmy. Uh, I think it was uh, last job, year Eric. or whatever it was. Um, yeah, Eric Lear and Blackhawks TV, which if you haven't seen, you probably have seen their stuff somewhere, whether you're at a game or um, you know, watching either on uh, like Comcast Sports Net or what is it now? Not Comcast Sports, it's NBC Sports Chicago. Wow. Um, uh, NBC Sports Chicago or uh, WGN or whatever it is. They do the, the stuff in between, uh, in between periods and all that other stuff. Blackhawks TV content all over the place. Um, check out the, the feature that one was the signing Sakura um, featurette, which, uh, which was very enjoyable. I also like, I, I also like the, uh, the on the clock stuff that they did with the, uh, with mm-hmm. the draft and the off season. So and they used I thought to do that's that. what they won for initially and then i saw the secure thing and i was like okay because that on the clock stuff was really really good i thought and they used to do every year when the hawks would have their uh circus trip before the circus trip got canceled uh they would always do some sort of goofy like on the road thing from those trips and i was a little uh that was one of the things that we don't get anymore now that the circus trip is gone because <laughs> they'd be on the road for two weeks and that was always good uh ripe for content Absolutely. Um, well, Dave, as I say, like the uh, the circus trip might have, you know, been gone from the schedule for the Blackhawks and the Bulls, but the circus remains at the United Center. Ah, perfect segue. 
I, I, Perfect. I, all right, whatever. Um, which is funny <laughs> because actually the last two games were played on the road for the Blackhawks. Um, they were, uh, since, since we last talked, um, there's a new head coach. There's, uh, there's still a losing streak. Um, they did get a point finally last night in Carolina, but uh, losing 4-3 at home against Carolina last week on, what was that, Saturday? Or Thursday. Like or Thursday, Saturday. Um, and then uh, the, the loss against Philly in one of the rare uh, mid-afternoon games, which is always an enjoyable thing. On uh, That one was on Saturday, that's right. And then uh, the loss to Carolina 3-2 in overtime last night. Um, we could go over goaltending and that whole spiel, although shout-out to Cam Ward for playing a really good game last night at, uh, at Carolina in front of uh, the, uh, the former team and former crowd. Um, but we, uh, we're, we need to talk about the defense, gentlemen, because uh, apparently nobody with the name Brandon or Jan can be trusted. So we just had to or we witnessed uh, Gustav Forsling joining the uh, joining the roster from uh, from Rockford, a healthy Gustav Forsling, uh, coming off of a a broken hand or thumb or wrist or whatever that was, a uh, an arm injury or hand injury. Uh, he did play in Rockford for I believe it was five games, um, but uh, back to 100 percent and joining the big club, gentlemen. Uh, so that basically all but solidifies the top five defensive spots, right? Uh, Dave, I guess we'll start with you. Well, yeah, I, I assume Forsling's not getting called up to sit. I assume he's going to get up here and he's going to play. And, and it's nice to at least have Colleton up here because Colleton watched him play so much in Rockford last year. And I remember, if I remember correctly, Forsling was one of the better players for the Ice Hogs down the stretch and into the playoffs during that big run they had in the back half of the season. So, you know, I, I, think, I think Forsling will be an improvement. He might be better than what the Hawks have had, but um, I think if anybody's expecting Gustav Forsling to come up here and save everything that is wrong with this team, you're going to be really, really disappointed. <laughs> well, not everything that's wrong with this team, but at yeah. least the uh, at least the the lower line defenses. Which uh, Brandon, uh, perfect segue. Uh, Brandon, what what is what what's the deal with the with the Brandons? Why why aren't your brethren playing up to their potential? What what's going on with this? Well, I think the problem is they're playing to their potential. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> that's the potential. Yeah, that's. Uh, no. So like, oh man, that, clearly, that's painful. <laughs> you could clearly tell that um, when Colleton came up in his first game, and he he had a uh, Manning as a healthy scratch. That was, I don't, don't like this guy. He is bad. He is not playing. And then it was, oh shit, we're playing in Philly, his former team. So I guess he has to play. And look what happened. He scored a goal for the Flyers. <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, old habits die hard, I guess, because he was the king of own goals for them as well. So, <laughs> you know. Um, and then put Davidson uh, back in there and slightly, you know, a slight improvement. There was like that ghastly turnover that Ruda had the other night where he just was like, I got the puck. I'm going to turn around and just zip it across the zone. The That's going to work. Yeah. Oh. God awful, my guy, Jan Ruda. By at least he finally scored against Calgary or whatever that was. But good grief, man! It, it's it's interesting too. And uh, looking at the defense, one of the biggest issues that we had coming into the season was who was going to make up all of that extra ice time that ultimately would fall on Duncan Keith's shoulders, where he's playing anywhere from twenty four, twenty five, twenty six minutes a night, um, which is is vintage Duncan Keith, but. I, that can't 
that's not a sustainable that's not a sustainable expectation for a defensive core that's already kind of thin as it is with uh, with with decent talent again the top 4 were pretty solid when you've got uh, when you've got Yokoharu and Keith on that top line and and Eric Gustafson man has really stepped into his own with uh, with this team that's been that's been i think the biggest underrated uh, piece of the puzzle for the hawks um, but him playing along with Seabrook, which isn't a, isn't a terrible thing. But I'm just looking at the average time on ice for, um, for the team and what normally would be, and this is for the season, what normally was you know, dominated by Duncan Keith last night, or uh, last night we're recording this on Tuesday night, um, at, uh, at Carolina it was both uh, Yokoharu and Gustafson that played more minutes on the ice than Duncan Keith did. And by a fairly substantial amount, I want to say Gustafson and Yokoharu were out there for 25 and or 24 and 25 minutes, uh, uh, respectively um, with, with Keith playing only about 20. So are we, are we kind of starting to maybe prep for what could ultimately be, you know, you put the two young guns on the top line and Gustafson and Yokoharu, and then, you know, maybe you sprinkle in a Forsling with a Keith or something like that. And, you know, hopefully when Connor Murphy gets back, he's 100% in December. You know, you play him with Seabrook. Like, what what do we think the combinations are going to look like as, you know, these missing pieces are starting to return to this lineup, Dave? That is a great question. Because I, 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 I'm trying to think of pairings that are going to work. And it's, it, it's hard to find a, a winning combination anymore because – just because of how unreliable the guys, the defensemen have been in their own end for so often. They're just, just all the mindless turnovers, all the blind backhand passes up the slot to no one in particular that end up in the Hawks net. Um, so I, I, I keep coming back to Seabrook and Gustafson. I always think that seems like a good combo and Keith and Yokoharu seems like it, it, it was working for a while. If they've both had their struggles of late, Keith has been, one the one making all the turnovers and got torched by Svechnikov on that goal uh, against Carolina a couple nights ago. And then Yokohari you went, you know, was going back for a puck in that game and kept looking over his shoulder for the hit, didn't play the puck and ended up taking the penalty that led to a power play goal. So um, maybe if those guys can play better, it'll work. And then that the third pairing, it's like I, a forcing will be one of the guys. And then it's almost, you know, pick your poison. I, I don't, between Davidson, Manning, and Ruda. I don't know which one of those guys is going to inspire any confidence in you. I guess the only thing I can, the only optimism I can muster is that Forsling and Ruda did have a good stretch together at the start of last season. So maybe they get put back together and maybe they play decent hockey for a while. <laughs> it, it keep, but it keeps coming back to the same thing. Like, uh, Keith and Yogahari, you've been playing a lot of offensive uh, shifts. They get a lot of offensive zone starts out of the demon. Um, and Seabrook and Gustafson also are probably somewhere in the middle, but also I think they've, at least under Quinville, and this is something I haven't really noticed with Colleton yet, but uh, also tends to play more on the offensive side. So that would leave Forsling and Ruda or Forsling and Manning or Forsling and Davidson, whoever, to handle all the defensive zone starts and probably face the opposing team's top line and I don't know anybody that wants that happening. So, so I don't. I I I don't have much confidence to muster. I think I think Connor Murphy could make a bigger, a much bigger impact if he gets back and he's healthy. And he was on the ice today. I saw. I think Chris Bowden uh, mm-hmm. tweeted. Uh, but like he wasn't. Didn't seem like he was moving really. He was just like playing catch with a coach and wasn't even skating. So mm-hmm. uh, he definitely doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. 
Sure, yeah, on ice at the NBI, Serena. Uh, Brandon, any takes on what potentially this defensive core is going to look like or what the lineup's going to look like? Um, I think that Gustafson and Yokiharu will be paired together um, for a little bit here just because Colleton said that he wants to bring up these guys together as a unit like mm -hmm. uh, Keith and Seabrook were. But when you do that, then you have two guys who are super slow that are together. Um, not that they're like the only ones of the pairings that are slow, um, <clears throat> but I think that's why Quinville separated them and had um, Gustin and Yokiharu paired with Keith and um, Seabrook there. Um, so I think when when Murphy comes back, my like ideal situation would be Yokiharu and Gustin together and then Keith and Murphy. Mm -hmm. um, and then Seabrook and Forsling and give that a whirl for a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't um, hate that. Because I feel like that's that's kind of like the middle ground. It's not the like Game Busters um, thing that Colleton tried to stir up something uh, Monday night in Carolina, but it's a good, like, reasonable shift to where he's pushing the right guys with who they should, should click with. Mm -hmm. And can we talk about that for a minute? The the boggle boarding that uh, that Colladin uh, apparently we need a name for that <laughs> the boggle boarding. I I came up with the uh, the Colladin boggle, and I think that's probably as close because I don't want to use like line blender and everything because like Colladin's his own man. You can't compare him to Quinville mm -hmm. kind of situations. So I want him to have his own thing. Um, I mean, we've already got the tablet thing going, so that's good. <laughs> it's, we're gonna ride that thing into the ground. Um, I and and again, especially at Carolina, that was the bigger that was the bigger question when pairing guys like Gustafson and Yokoharu together was you know first of all, will Yokoharu's you know contributions to the offense still be there because you know this season he's been he's been great. I think he's got what nine assists or ten assists uh, now. Um, yeah, nine assists uh, for uh, for Yokoharu. He hasn't he hasn't scored a goal yet, but is very active in the offense. Again, kind of going to the Duncan Keith school of 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 playing defense, which is fine as far as I'm concerned, because um, he's a younger Duncan Keith that's actually got some speed and and, and quicker hands. So I'm totally fine with it with that being a thing. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he's got the second highest concentration of shots on goal here. If I'm looking at the team stat sheet, nope, I lied. Which means he's the anti Duncan Keith because his shots actually get through and on net. That I was gonna say. Right. <laughs> um, who, uh, which is you know, which Duncan Keith right now is kind of middle of the pack with 30 on the year. But no, so I, putting putting the young guys together, I don't think is a bad thing. Especially again, like Brandon was saying, where you're trying to kind of raise the future here. You know, I. I know McDonough in his in his post interview or his post Quenville interviews and whatever is talking about. Well, we're you know still trying to put a quality product on the ice and make a push to the playoffs. Our window's not closed. Yada 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 yada, which I don't all the way believe is. I I, I get it, but it's I I don't necessarily agree with that in terms of the we're just trying to put you know, like we're trying to make a push. Like then why did you hire this crap? from you know why, why is chris kunitz in this lineup cam ward is 
is a is a decent contribution and is getting better by the way this season which we can cover that um as he as he gets a couple more starts here but um but the defense itself i mean this is this guy's ultimately is the the defense that we're and again murphy's that last piece that's the defense that we've been waiting for now for almost 2 years with this you know this young group of of guys and then you even look down in rockford and you look at guys like a blake hillman or you know even a um, a lucas carlson or a a yoni tulala there's a lot there that is eventually going to build into this defensive core. So, I mean, are you guys, are you guys agreeing with the way this is kind of shaping out? Uh, or is there maybe another piece that needs to be brought in potentially this season before the trade deadline, if Chicago really wants to make a push to, uh, to make the playoffs, uh, Brandon, we'll start with you on this one. Um, yeah. So I was looking at the, the Blackhawks schedule and I was trying to figure out if they could do like, a meetup with Yoki Haru and Lori Markinen and have them at a Bears game, but <laughs> the Hawks play like every <laughs> like every every single Sunday in January they play oh, that's like that's weird. not going to work. Um, or no, in December, in December, that's what I mean. Except for the thirtieth. Um, so we'll, well, I guess we'll have to dream. <laughs> right, because like when I saw that they hadn't met, I was like, "What the hell are we even doing now?" Um, <laughs> But um, so, what was your question? <laughs> the uh, oh, that's so good. <laughs> so the, <laughs> oh, defense, right? Defense trade De- deadline. Thanks. Defense, defense, De- play better. Are, are we happy? Are we happy with the with what is in the pipeline and what's currently on the roster? You know, are we dipping into you know your Carl Dahlstroms or you know your your you know your uh, I can't, yeah, Tulala's down there and Carlson's down there. I mean, are you, or Blake Hillman rather, are you, um, are you ready to kind of tap into the well in Rockford or do you think maybe they need to add another piece in free agency or at the trade deadline, you know, to, to make this defense dynamic enough to make the playoffs? Well, I think from what I remember, Chad, Chris, and I think there may be like one other guy Mm -hmm. on the defensive side that aren't signed. Uh, it's Chad, Chris, and I believe it's our eighth guy on our top 25 under 25. Um, did they Bowden signed this week? Okay. Uh, so ooh, I'm going to look that I'm going to consult the second yeah. city hockey so stats department. On this one one. Go the, ahead. I know it's one. Um, so my thing is you have this stockpile of guys that are signed already why aren't you coming up with a trade package for some sort of forward or a slightly better defenseman and just say, Hey, take these three guys or take these two in a pick like a fourth rounder or something like that. Um, because there's no way that all those guys are going to make it. Um, so you might as well just have them play well in Rockford and then be like, HL stats are good next year he can be you know a fifth or sixth defenseman for you um doesn't really work in our plans because we have a shit ton of quality defensemen coming through with Boquist, Bowden and Chad Chris who people aren't really happy with but I feel like his game is not suited for the college level and more for the NHL level Mm -hmm. I don't think that he'll be busting through the NHL roster I think he's a one year in Rockford type of guy, and then he'll be up. Sure. Um, 
got to watch Chris a lot at the the prospect camp over summer. He reminds me a lot of uh, Andrew Shaw, just undersized player, but very gritty. Um, by the way, your other defenseman that I don't think has been signed yet is Ian Mitchell out of Denver. Yes, that yeah yeah that's who it is. Um, and yeah, that kid's gonna push for a spot. That's mm-hmm. I feel like we we all can agree on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, number eight on our top twenty five under twenty five. Yeah, and he will be. Um, as he inferred through interviews um, when he arrived, uh, I think it was training camp or maybe the, uh, the Traverse city thing. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked him like, what do you, what's your number one goal for this year? And he was very quick to say, make the world junior team. And then when they uh, interviewed Denver's coach, Carl um, out there, that's what he reiterated as this kid wants to make the world junior team and play for Canada. And if he doesn't, I don't know what this guy's like, how he's going to respond. And, you know, I think we've seen in the past when Hawks prospect gets left off a world junior team, it is freaking amazing what they do after it. So leave him off. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. If Ian Mitchell wants to become Alex Sabrinkit, I'm cool. That's Go I was gonna say. That's yeah. fine. Like the, the, everybody. Yeah, just ju- like just as good at defense as Alex Sabrinkit is at offense. That'd be that'd be swell. One of our three up three. Uh, one of our three ups in the uh, stock report today. Um, got the three. Alex Sabrinkit. Yeah, no kidding. Um, which uh, which again, talking more uh, talking more about the the lineup choices that Colladin made on Monday night uh, at Carolina. Um, uh, rar. <laughs> what what uh like that was uh so here here's the lineup as as stated shout out to uh to scotty p uh scott powers of the athletic um, the uh your boy scotty tell p. him that thursday and marky scott. and marky mark last but you were talking about scotty pippen for some reason right um, no, come on come on we're talking about the the, the best scotty p chicago's ever seen um schmaltz taze and kane on the opening line followed by uh fortin and nisimov hayden on the second line then to camp Cahoon, and kunitz johnson martinson on the fourth line um defense stayed well, defense was kind of fun. It was Keith and Seabrook, so you had the uh, you had the, the the dirt line, and then you had Gustafson Yokoharu, the speed line, and then you had Davidson Ruda, the what the hell line? Fire, fire. Yeah, the dumpster <laughs> fire of, uh, of of defense. So, what what the hell, um, <laughs> Dave? Why why? I get it. I I understand you're trying to shake some things up, and even in in overtime too. If you want to touch on this, and I was more furious with overtime was schmaltz they he sent schmaltz taze and keith out to start the overtime period and then the second line he sent out was kane david camp and brent seabrook so i dave yeah, what I, the hell i guess the like you know, camps out there for the defensive zone faceoff, wasn't it i believe I, so that, yes which that i can i i can at least tolerate that but if i i would have put or I would have leaned towards having Camp out there with a defenseman and Kane. Mm-hmm. But then you pretty much put Kane on – like, I guess the idea there is that Camp uh, wins the draw back to the defenseman then goes for a change, and then you get a forward out there to play with Kane. Um, but, yeah, that, that, was, that was a strange lineup for sure. Uh, I, I didn't really you – know, that, that one didn't really register on the radar. Like, it kind of reminded – made me think back to all the times you'd see Quinville – 
on a key defensive zone faceoff, he'd throw two centermen out there in case one got tossed from the draw. And then you have, you know, your centers are typically your more defensively responsible guys. So that's why you have them out there in the defensive zone draw. But anyway, the, the Ford combo, I mean, I know it's, I, it's so weird to not have to think about the lines getting jumbled every five seconds. Now that the Hawks have a new coach who may not do that as much, but it's, it's, it's so hard to get disappointed about four pairings anymore just because nobody's scoring. So mm-hmm. nobody's staying together, but they're also never going to build chemistry if they don't get to stay together. So it's a catch 22. I don't know what the heck's going to work. It's, it's just, everything sucks. Like we could sit here and talk for like 45 <laughs> minutes and it's just, there, there's nothing. Eat at Arby's. <laughs> there's exactly. There's nothing. No, don't there's do that. that much, eat oh, that's right. Eat at beef Roo. Oh, yeah, sorry. Right, sorry. Right. sorry. Shout out. But there's, there's just not, there's not really much pleasant things about this team to talk about right now. They just need to win a freaking game already. Cause oh. I'm so sick of watching them lose. It's been eight in a row. I can't even remember the last time they won. Just win a damn game already. October then, 25th against the Rangers. October 25th. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, no that was like, no that was like two months before Christmas and now it is Christmas, right? Get out. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. We still have that thing. It's stuffing city yeah, hockey yeah. season, Dave. But it's, I, it's, it's, so hard, it's so hard to get any sort of honest appraisal of what's going on with this team just because and when you're in the middle of an eight-game losing streak, everything's going to look worse than it is. Nothing's, nothing's good. Um, I don't know. I, I, like we, can, we can sit and talk about the lineups and the defense and the forwards and the goalies and what have you, but until they win a game, it's just – I'm just – I have my – just the shrug emoji is me and the Blackhawks right now. I, I I don't know what to say about them until they win a game. Then maybe we can figure some things out about them. Yeah, I mean, I, in, uh, you didn't have Brandon Saad last night or on Monday yeah. night, whatever. Yeah, well, night. yeah, and that's and just to make matters worse, let's take away the one forward that was starting the show, Signs of Life again. Yeah, um, he who, hasn't had a practice with Colleton where he hasn't been injured. There it is. Um, he got smoked in the face. Then Friday he got. His arm dinged by a puck. By the way, I thought it was weird. Like, the Blackhawks said they were going to be more transparent about injuries, and now they're just telling us the body part that's injured. Like, like, what does that matter? Like, unless you're telling me he separated his shoulder or that he, you know, broke a leg. Like, so his arm hurts. Like, I I don't know what we get out of information from a right arm injury as opposed to an upper body injury. Like, it's the John unless, Fox school of injury management. Uh, he's, yeah, out, I mean, he's out with a leg. I don't know. I don't like it's, it seemed like it was kind of cool when they suggested that, Hey, we're going to be more transparent about these injury reports, but just, you know, they're going to show us on the doctor where it hurts. So <laughs> it's like operation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, but uh, no, and it, in, again, with, with some of the lineup building, Brandon, your, your, your boy, Brandon side, not, uh, not in the lineup. Again, we'll see what happens if he's back or not um, on gravy boat day, uh, which uh, by the way, when everybody's listening to this, happy, <laughs> happy gravy boat day. Everybody. I forgot about gravy boat um, day. Which we're gonna, they, they, did away history. they did the ad thing um, during Monday night's game and then everything just went south. That's <laughs> right, it did. Well, it's, it totally did. It was like five seconds later, was that stupid delay of game penalty by Seabrook? And then, like, they scored, and then they scored again on the power play. <laughs> and then, like, 
Brandon Davidson hurt his leg, so he like played nothing in the third period almost. Uh, they ran out of beer. It was the it's, it's the worst. You know? It was Carolina. Like everyone was just paying attention to like the North Carolina basketball game down the street. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Tavo scored against yeah. the Hawks. Yeah, no kidding. Just, Although that- just, just as if it couldn't be a little bit worse, Tavo had on the power play no less. And Darling had a good uh, night too, with like thirty-eight, or did he make forty saves or something like that? It was a decent. Least, yeah, well, I mean, but that least, one like, save, that yeah. one save that Darling made, I was just like, I'm not mad. Yeah. Like, oh that was yeah. So impressive. But like, at least save. Yeah. At least Darling left in free agency to get more money, and the mm-hmm. Hawks could afford him. Like that was a legitimate, totally understandable thing. Not really much Dan Bowman could do about that. Darling earned a contract. Tavo, on the other hand, you traded away a player as a throw-in to get rid of a contract, and he was the leading scorer of another NHL team. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be the leading scorer anymore of that team. Yeah, that's true. That's Sebastian Ajo. I was good. Yeah, to see. Ajo's good, and, and, and then if I, in the next two years, uh, Svechnikov will take over and lead them in scoring for the next decade. Which that guy looks very good. Which, real quick, can we talk about like the Icelandic like war chant clap thing they do now after wins in Carolina? Uh, what? Well, they, oh, they, they've, I, been, they've been doing a different thing after every game, right? No, they do. So they started, I think, the first ten games or something. Like after the game, they would have the players go from like one blue line to the glass. The yeah, line. yeah, yeah. That, that was so wonderful. Fun. That was right. so, that was wonderful. I want the Blackhawks to adopt something cool. I like the uh, whatever their goal song is. Um, it's the it's that's the so much fun. North Carolina turn up. Petey like, Pablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you, how did I not? Your head. Oh my, that's oh. Pretty like a helicopter. I'm not gonna lie. I missed I missed the game and I watched. And there's like a a I very small Ric Flair woo in there too. <laughs> I'm gonna find video of a Carolina Hurricanes you, goal now because I need to hear this. Oh, it's oh, like, like the like the Rockford PA not, guy. Petey Pablo's raise up blows Chelsea Dagger out of the water as a goal song. So, apologies to the Fratellis, but give me Petey Pablo all day as a goal celebration. This just in: Dave Melton has been fired from the second <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> effective immediately. Um, John McDonald will have the uh, the 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 press on that tomorrow. No. Um, Good. With, oh God! Just, just forget the North Carolina exists and move on. Um, just God, that was bad last night. It was so frustrating. Of course, they give up a two-goal lead. Oh, to Tavo and whatever. Um, we uh, we're we're actually uh, for for one of the the segments, and this was actually um and and your comments here opportunity, everybody um that's listening to the show. This is the part uh, where we're gonna throw in a, a segment where you, the people, discuss what we talk about um, or or offer us uh, a segment uh, for us to uh, to talk about uh, right now. Uh, we had a request to to check out the uh, the Central Division. Uh, look through the rest of the teams in the Central, um, which right now apparently is just as much of a, a, a dumpster fire. It's not a dumpster fire, actually. The Central's in a pretty decent spot, um, but our predictions are in a dumpster fire state at the moment. Um, and uh, shout out to Winnipeg, um, who uh, so just kind of taking a look at things right now. Um, as it stands, and I don't know what's going on tonight. Again, games uh, happening Tuesday night are not going to be in this show. Uh, but we've got uh, Nashville, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Dallas, Colorado, 
Da Hawks and uh, Brandon's favorite team, um, the uh, the St. Louis Blues, uh, bringing up the the rear. What is going on with the Central Division, uh, and let alone the rest of hockey? Because isn't Colorado supposed to be really good, and with like the Nate McKinnons of the world, and they're not that great? Like, what what's Dave, do you have any help for us as to what the hell's going on in the Central? Well, um, I mean, Colorado—they're—they're they're always they're always so top-heavy on that team. That line with uh, Ranton and Landis Cog and McKinnon—that's um, a line that can carry you through the playoffs, but or carry you to the playoffs, but not through the playoffs. Because <laughs> a lot more than one line to get through the playoffs. Right. Um, but it, I mean, you look at their stats. The top three guys, Rantanen is 26 points. It's Jesus. He has 26 points in 17 games. I haven't looked at that. Wow. Uh, McKinnon's got 24. Landis Cog is 19. The next forward has 12. So already, already seeing the story there. They're a very top-heavy team, uh, and their, their goaltending has been uh, – I think Varlamov had, had a rough start. I think he's been playing better of late, so maybe that was part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure the avalanche will be in the thick of things once we get to the um, – once we get to March and April, although, and they're also kind of playing terrible before they beat Edmonton on Monday night, they'd lost five in a row. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess, you know, but I mean, look at some of the scores of these games, three to two to the wild, six to five to Calgary, seven, six to the Canucks. They were the Blackhawks from the first three weeks of the season scoring 19 goals a game. Um, but good Lord, Nashville's running away with the division already, which uh-huh. uh, not entirely surprising. Minnesota's going to regress. There's no way in hell. Whatever horse you stuck up their ass for the first month of the season is going to fall out. Hey, hey team, there's no way that team is that good. Yeah, his there's name is no Devin way. Dubnik, by the way. Don't yeah. call him a horseshoe. But anyways. But, um, there's no way. That, yeah, has, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I still have zero faith in the wild. No way. Um, <laughs> well, do you think they make the – I think they make the playoffs. The, they playoffs? Don't have, playoffs. They don't have that star dude right now. Again, Parise's not being a stud. Granlin's not your, you know, not your poster child or shouldn't be your poster child. Um, he shouldn't be a poster child of anything as far as I'm concerned. But, um, but no, I mean, you've got, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys with double, di- uh, double digit points this season, but only Granlin's the guy that's got 10 goals this year. Everybody else is just like a smattering of goals and a smattering of assists. So it's a pretty well balanced team. Like there's no real studs. I think that's a pretty sustainable yeah. thing. If you're Minnesota, but if they get in, if they get into a slump, then you need they don't have their Patrick Kane to go off for four goals and save the slump. You know, like they just they just got a lot of just a bunch of guys. How dare and, you talk about? Even, how dare you forget about Nito Niederreiter? How yeah, dare you? Sorry, <laughs> uh, but and, and Dubnik's got a, a save percentage is at nine thirty three. His goals against average is two fourteen. Both of those numbers are well over his career numbers. Uh, so regression to the mean is going to be felt by him and then conversely by the rest, not conversely, but mm. by the rest of the team at the same time. So they're, they're on, they're just, they're on a hot streak early on and, and good for them. I have zero faith in them to maintain that pace of play. Cause I just don't think that's a good team. <laughs> so guess what guys, 2019 Stanley cup champion, Minnesota wild. Congratulations. There it is. Yeah. I mean, God, they've only lost twice in regulation since October 15th. So it's not a terrible thing. I mean, yeah, well, they're getting, it's a good thing they're stocking points early because they're going to need them come March and April when they lose 15 in a row. I'm just gonna, I was going to say when they drop the inevitable seven games in a row at the beginning of March or late February or whatever the hell they do, it's, it's pretty awesome. Also, 
Uh, oh, I mean, and also the Wild are down 3 nothing to the Capitals right now. So. Hey! And Tom freaking Wilson scored a goal on him. So, so here comes the regression. There it is. Uh, Dave Melton, hashtag triggered. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Nashville just, I mean, Nash, <laughs> Nashville, aside from, I think, what was it, one Flames game, has only lost, like every game has been, a, or every loss for them has been a one-goal loss. I, it's kind of dominant a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's, it's is that, are you surprised? I don't think either, or Brandon's going to be surprised by that. Like they're, them and Winnipeg have been the clear class of the Western conference and then San Jose as well. And it's, I, I, if there's one, I would be so happy to be the San Jose Sharks because the Predators and Jets are going to see each other in the second round of the playoffs for the, the mm-hmm. central division championship, I guess. Yep. And, they will beat the living hell out of each other over a seven-game series, and San Jose will just have to give them the old uh, – I'm, I'm thinking back to the Homer simpson Dredger tatum fight and just kind of push him over, and that'll be the end of the fight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, Brent- San Jose does have Calgary to deal with. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because that, that defense in Vancouver is not going to hold up. Yeah, like um, Elias Peterson can only score so many goals, oof. and I will watch he's every single one of them. Because, he's testing oh that theory. God, it's kind of fun to watch the Canucks. It's kind of fun to watch them right now because they they got rid of all the hateable guys. So it's true. Like, I I don't they're they're kind of it's fun to watch Patterson for sure. He's been he's been phenomenal. Does anybody know if they still have Viagra on the Dasher board on behind the one goal? We need to get somebody on that. Um, I don't know, but those goals are arousing. Oh, I. I Staying on brand. Um, any other uh, any other central division takes over there, Mister Brandon Kane? Um, Dallas is very streaky. If you, if you look at their slate so far, mm. they will. They're well, a bunch of shooting stars, is what they are. Exactly. They will uh, I'll make your joke for you, Brandon. You owe me ten bucks. <laughs> they'll do the thing for two games, and then they'll lose, and then they'll win, and then they'll drop three in a row. And yeah, I mean it's kind of what everyone expected like dallas is the team where you're like well on paper like you look at it and you're like okay yeah that's a good team they should make the playoffs and then they just like they either meet your expectations or they don't at all Mm. Um, and that's pretty on par and then the other thing that i'll notice in the central is former blackhawk ryan hartman has nine points in 17 games which is a definite bump compared to last season, right. which is just so bizarre because he's not points. like, yeah, it's just, it's Ryan Hartman. Like he's not, he's, he's fine. Like I, yeah. I, I felt like his ceiling was like a 15, you know, 20 goals, like a 40 point guy. Yeah. You know? I thought that, I mean, he had 31 points in his first full season with the Hawks and then he got traded halfway through the last one. But yeah. Which yeah, that like, trade looks pretty damn good. To me. Yeah. Right now, I was gonna say where we will Victor see Victor Edisel and or, uh, Victor Aids Edisel. What did I say? Did, okay. I'm not sure what you said. Gesundheit. It wasn't this language. I know it's from a foreign country, but that wasn't the language you were speaking. My okay, goodness. Um, <laughs> and then you have uh, the Swiss Russian. However, you wanna if you wanna do Russian Swiss or whatnot. The uh, the fourth rounder from this year. Philip Khrushchev, who is dominating. Oh yeah, that's you. right. I've seen that. Yeah, he's been he's been lighting. Oh, that's those are like the only reason I give the prospect updates on Twitter late at night because I just want to look up his stats. <laughs> like, yeah, 
I mean, I feel like in, in the queue, like that's, I think that's, Oh, like, that's a norm. Yeah. They scored an absurd amount, but I mean, you know, if you're like, that's what everyone said about Debrinket. Like he, he was like two points a game in the, in somewhere in the juniors and everyone was making, well, it's the juniors. I'm like, yeah, well, but like his point total is unique. Absurd. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if he's, if he's blown away by that much, like it's eventually it raises some eyebrows. It's uh, it's also kind of fun to uh, to to take a look at your ex, uh, if you will, in the form of the uh, the Vinny Henestrosa and Jordan Osterly trade to uh, to Arizona. Who I eh, I had my doubts about heading into the season, and then kind of upon further review, went you know there's an outside chance if that young talent comes together, they could potentially make a playoff push. And Antti Ranta has been, sorry, Antti Ranta has been solid. I mean, he's only given up what these 2.1, yeah, 2.10 goals against average. Um, yeah. But he's, he's, he's on IR now. He, um, uh, wait, well, what are they playing tonight? Oh, I have no idea. I just know he's on IR. Oh, he's on IR now. I thought you said <laughs> that's higher. And I was like, really? No, he's been solid. Oh, well, um, they just have to wear those jerseys all the time listening skills america um yeah no that i'm i'm with you there but no it is kind of funny to see that uh that uh, that vinnie henestrosa through 16 games this year has exactly four goals and four assists so exactly what you would expect vinnie henestrosa to be um osterly also kind of exactly what you would expect him to be with a goal three assists averaging just about 18 minutes on the ice um not a whole lot of penalty minutes uh the big one is nicholas jelmerson no goals, one assist, and 19 minutes and change out on the ice, which I know he's always been the, you know, the, the, he's been the quintessential defenseman's defenseman, but still, man, you need to have a little more production out of who's now the veteran in Arizona, wouldn't you think? But how many sticks has he thrown into the glass in frustration for no reason? There it is. <laughs> I think they uh. just lit. They just uh, inked his uh, line mate too. Oh, OEL. Yeah, he signed. Re- no, not OEL. Um, not his line. He wasn't skating with OEL. I thought. Uh, uh, not Goligoski, is it? No. Starts with a C. Why can't I remember this? Kevin Connaughton. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob something. You're making this person up because I'm looking. No, at no, 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 no. I'm, I'm dead serious. Jason Demers. Jason Demers. Yeah. No. Kevin Connaughton. Jacob, uh, Swabby Samsonite. Oh, Jacob Churchin. That's I, it. I, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how to say that name. Yeah, that guy. Uh, six okay. years is what yeah. they gave him tonight. Yeah, so. Six years, 27.6 million annual hit yeah. of uh, 4.6. Hefty, 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 hefty tag. Not, not hefty for Arizona. Yeah, no hefty kidding. For the rest of the league. Yeah. Yeah, well, they have to take some money away from that Dave Bolin contract they're paying off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that Marianosa contract yeah, well. yeah. 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 Well they got probably got Pronger and Datsuk off the book, so they're okay now. That's true. Good grief. Um God bless the salary cap. Um your your Hall of Fame uh commissioner salary cap as well and and one Gary Bettman. Um so uh well so so that was the the quick view of the central division slash the rest of the league. Um by the way, I just want to put in the open request that if uh we get to this podcast next week and the Hawks are still on this losing streak, which I think means it'll be up to ten games at this point, mm-hmm. we would or be eleven if they are still losing at this time next Tuesday, and God help us if that is the case. 
But if they do, for the love of everything holy, please send us questions that are not related to the Black House because that's the last thing we oh. talk about in this. Segment. All the Thanksgiving questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving questions, uh, uh, yeah, beverages I, of choice questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I will happily jump over this virtual Thanksgiving table and slap one of these two if they say something out of line. Oh, this is <laughs> – I can't wait for the cranberry take. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll hold my – yeah. Which, no, which nothing would be more useful on Thanksgiving than a gravy boat, which happy gravy boat day, everybody. Uh, against the Blues tonight, um, it's, uh, again, looking at the, the schedule here, um, you got the Blues tonight on gravy boat day. You get the Kings on Friday at, uh, or at home against the Kings. A little, actually, is it a three or a four-game homestand? It's a decent little homestand here for the Hawks. Um, but at least the next three are all home games, again, against St. Louis, against the Kings, who are trash, and, uh, and against the Wild. Um, so, I mean, I'm still holding out for that Yokoharu first goal of the season. Okay. Any- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm holding out for a lot of things. I'm holding out, yeah, I'm holding out for many things at this point in the game. No, I think Yokoharu is, I mean, that's the, that's the watch for me to, to look forward to in the next three games. He's got to score at some point. Um, also looking at those Colleton lines, man, like I get back to kind of some normalcy, please, for my sanity and everybody else's sanity. Um, what, uh, what, I mean, other than gravy boats, what are you, uh, what are you looking for, Brandon? Uh, Sod back in the lineup and possibly Kruger come Friday because they put him on IR retroactively to uh, November 9th. So he falls in that window to where he could come back as soon as Friday. Um, I feel like just because it's the Blackhawks, they'll probably lose to the Kings. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like it just seems like something would happen, right? Fitting. Like, and then of win. course they're going to win and then like crap the bed. And then win 6-1 against Minnesota. Right yeah. before going to the 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 hell, the oh god! I just looked at the schedule. This isn't pretty. Oh, it's not. Good. They then yeah, then it then it gets really yeah. not good. Oh yeah, yeah. The five of the five of six. Uh, well, there, there's Florida in the middle of all this, but yeah, after this three game homestand, <sighs> Washington, Tampa, Vegas, Winnipeg, Nashville, and, and you know what? Knowing the Hawks. They'll win four of those. I was gonna oh, say, yeah. like that's that's the way. That's what they will play like garbage against garbage teams, and then the the defending Stanley Cup champions will walk into the built. Well, I guess they're not there, but you know they'll the walk Washington. into Tampa or walk into Washington. Walk in Tampa, just smoke them and smoke them three to one. Make and it'll the game will never be that close, just because like, that's how the Hawks Dominic Cahoon will have a hat trick or something. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. The Chris, or no, it's the Chris Kunitz reunion game with Tampa Bay, and he'll go off and score four goals. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, Chris Kunitz um, may not score four goals this season. Oh man, right. he already has so, one, doesn't he? No, does he? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm leaning. No, I, does he have a point? I don't even remember. He does have an assist. He does. Uh, not the not the goal that he gave up to Couturier on the breakaway. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He has two assists. I he has two assists. Congratulations. There you go. That's well, then Brandon Manning is probably leading the team in points if we're going that route. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's man. a fair point. If we're including um, goals assisted on the opposing team. Yeah, uh, so I think they, I think they win against the Blues. God, I hope so. That's that's slightly optimistic, but that's also like, come on, like also because you don't want to deal with St. Louis fans on Twitter, isn't it? I mean, 
That's not Hawks no. gave up a two goal lead, and I still chirped St. Louis on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's like, um, yeah, because like Broder said something like during his acceptance speech where he was like, he thanked the Blues for a cup of coffee, and I was like, well, that's the only cup you get in St. Louis. Hey, there it is. Amazing. Um, so yeah, and then I think they dropped the game against the Kings, and and what the hell? They'll beat Minnesota like. Or two. <laughs> Dave, anything to look for in these next three games? Um, Other than no. gravy boats and home rests. <laughs> uh, I just win a damn game. I, I don't care. I, here, this is what I think is going to happen in whatever game they win. One that's going to be, I don't have any idea, but they will probably score like four goals in five minutes. Something silly. Just, to, just And it will probably be uh, Saad and Schmaltz and you know, Brandon Manning will jump in the play and crank one home too. It's just going to be just a ridiculous overload of goals. And so they'll get a three, four goal lead in the first period slow. And then somehow get to the third period, be up by two, give up a goal with 30 seconds left. We'll all have 18 heart attacks in those final 30 seconds. And they're going to hang on for like a four to three or five to four win. That's how this, this, there is no other way for this streak to end other than a game where they get a huge lead and try every ounce of their energy to blow it, but in spite of themselves, don't pull it off. So everybody go and stock up on your Xanax. Yeah, yeah. and then Sunday night, if the, uh, if the Hawks lose to the Wild and then the Bears lose to the Vikings, I will invade the Twin Cities Monday morning. Oh. So I'm, I'm pretty seeing this week. That's, that's a big Chicago, Minnesota night. Yes, Hawks it is. The Bears, Vikings, like. I, it's 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 fun to get to hate an entire state for like six hours. So that that I look forward to that evening very much. Yeah. It'll be nice for Minnesota's hockey team to play in the state of hockey for once. Oh, I, all right, we're we're gonna have to abandon this <laughs> Chicago show. Chicago is the state of hockey, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we are. Uh, going, we're going but I will say, I will say, I think Luke Johnson scores within this three game stretch. Just, I'm all per, all for like the randomness. Like I'm okay with it. Like, we're, if we're bad, let's just if, we're gonna go random. Is Barry Smith gonna score in this three game show? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Randomness. Barry Smith is going to bring our power play to go five for five in a game. Hey, the power play was perfect uh, Monday night. <laughs> yes. You know why? Because they didn't step on the ice. Yes, they, they, penalty. Yes, they were. They were. They were. They were o for o. So they didn't. They weren't disappointing. Uh, which is always helpful, uh, but the uh, the hockey was disappointing, um, and and things and such. But we're we're here for y'all every step of the way. That's uh, that's Brandon. Uh, what letter have I not used? That's Brandon A. Kane. Um, that's uh, that's America's favorite Dave Melton and Brad Rapplinger over here with the Second City Hockey Podcast. No, we really do appreciate uh, appreciate both of you two, um, both of you two. Appreciate you both uh, coming on to the show um, while I try to figure out how to use words and say things. Uh, no, appreciate the uh, appreciate the support again from all of you listeners. Check us out at Second City Hockey on Twitter. That's secondcityhockey.com as well. Um, there's a Brandon M. Kane over there on Twitter, a, uh, an underscore Dave Melton, and a TCR Brad here. Uh, check out uh, the other people too, uh, Shaylin, Nick, and, uh, and the new guy. Uh, Matty Lewis, uh, you gotta go, uh, gotta go his, uh, give him some, uh, wait, you can't give him some love. Does he have a Twitter yet? No. Oh, no. well, it, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna 
peer pressure his him to get a, a Twitter. So uh, go check Matt out as well. Um, he's doing uh, some good stuff with the uh, with the stats and uh, and all that other stuff as well. So again, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, go Hawks! Win a damn game for Pete's sake. And uh, we're uh, we're 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 here for y'all. If you need uh, any any fan support, so just again, feel free to reach out to us and uh, put your head between your legs, and we will see you hopefully in one piece next week on Wednesday. we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.